Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. So That's bullshit. That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. Nice. Well, speaking of dumb shit, what's you up to? What's that supposed to mean? It means whatever the fuck you want it to mean. No, I'm asking. <laughs> Can't get the power on this thing to charge. Uh, what'd you think about the movie, boy? It was It was gory. Yeah, you like how uh, that one dude got his face shot off the first five minutes of the movie? Freaking gory as hell. I was, I was kind of bummed they killed Captain Boomerang because that actor that they got to play him, Jack Courtney, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of his. I really like that that actor. and uh, It just seems like he keeps getting shit rolls. Well, and then that character, Captain Boomerang, is like the cornerstone of the Suicide Squad. Like He's been in almost every version of them. And they're like, yeah, fuck that, you're dead. Well, yeah, and it's like he, they're never going to cut Jack Horton. So, you feeling better? You healed? Uh, I'm still having some symptoms, but I, I don't have any sick leave left, so I got to gotta work. So, they didn't, they didn't give you the federal sick leave? Uh, I had to apply for emergency leave, but I used up all my leave in, in the interim. I don't know if they'll credit it back to me or not. Oh, okay. Well, they should. Our HR was doing that. That's it's a, a case-by-case basis is what I was told. Uh, so how's it been back at work since you uh, had the COVID? Uh, there's a one nurse there um, who's, like, really trying to keep up with, uh, you know, my condition. And are you okay? Do you need a break? you need to catch your breath? You know, that's like kind of nice, but everybody else is just kind of like, oh, you're back. All right, let's get back to work. Yeah. Can you go get this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Get, get back to work, man. There's people that need sutures. There's people that need this, that, and the other. Got to do it. Well, that's why. I I just, know why. They, they don't teach uh, suturing skills in nursing school. I don't, I don't get it. But there's a friend of mine over um, that works at, at another part of the hospital. It's called the domiciliary. And uh, her and I have been like button heads bad because. She's been saying, well, y'all have no right, no business doing any of that stuff. You're not even nurses. It's like, okay, you're, you're a tech. You're a tech. You're a tech. I get that. EMTs are techs. Paramedics are techs. They do all that stuff, too. We're doing the same things that they do. We're doing PA skills. I mean, n- nobody around there knows how to suture, and suture is a basic skill, but the, the nurse practitioners and the PAs and the doctors, none of the, none of the other staff know how, but we do because that's something that we learned, and you know, she's all like, you shouldn't be doing this on veterans. It's experimentation. It's not experimentation when we've been doing it for X amount of years. Heck, one guy was in for 21 years. He was a flight medic. He saw way more advanced or excuse me, not advanced, um, more critical patients than what we see in this place. You know, he was dealing with guys that were, you know, amputees or had uh, blast injuries, shrapnel, burn injuries. You know, he was dealing with all kinds of stuff. So this is like a cake one of those situations where if everything goes right, there's no problem. But if you fuck something up, well, now you got an issue. Because now we're talking lawsuit. 
Well, uh, so yeah, um, the, the way that they got around that is that uh, we operate under the doctor's license. So the doctor is taking responsibility for everything that we do. Um, and, you know, the, the statistics in this country are incredibly high when it comes to malpractice. So that's a that's a risk they're taking regardless. They're, they're, you take a risk being an MD of getting sued no matter what you're doing. And that's that's kind of like the American way, you know. It play the lottery and sue a doctor. It's literally it. Yeah. Gotta. It's like the gambler. Gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Shut up. Know when to walk away. Speaking of uh, when to fold them, the reason why this one's late is because uh, John's manager blew his fucking brains out in the back room of yeah. their store. I, yeah, I don't was, know what happened. You don't know the details, but you're bringing it up. Well, I mean, so I guess he's manager because he, he. So, you know, it sucks. Somebody, you know, that trusted John, you know, gave him a promotion, put him in charge of an important area that you just can't put anybody in. You don't know the details, but you're still going to talk about it. And um, so I imagine John had somewhat of a relationship with this person. And the only thing that we got about it was there was a loud noise and they had to close the store down. So I'm assuming that's a gunshot wound in the back of the fucking building. Um, and then the next day, John was like, y'all, y'all just be safe. Y'all just be safe. And I was like, you, you don't want you, you try Like, I kind of know where this is going. So I just assumed the dude blew his brains out. But I don't know. That's traumatic, man. I, mean, I was talking to a guy. He's got his doctorate in nursing over where I work. He was a. Uh, uh, EMT, he moved from EMT to paramedic, he moved from paramedic to nursing, he moved from nursing to uh, doctorate of nursing. I mean, he's been he's been climbing the ladder, so to speak, and he's seen all kinds of trauma. And I was telling him, you know, what separates um, military guys and why we have so many people with mental health problems from your average uh, or not say average from your civilian emergency medical guy is, uh, yeah, I mean, trauma affects everybody. You know, the ones that that aren't affected, they cope in some other way. Maybe they're a smoker. Maybe they dip tobacco. Maybe they drink or maybe uh, they're a joker, or a midnight toker. Anyway, so they, uh, you know, I, and, I, and, and he can agree to that. He was like, yeah, the first the first trauma patient he ever saw uh, was a gunshot. wound. No, it was a car wreck victim who died. And he knew the lady personally. Not like knew her name or saw her around. Like like you said, he had a relationship with this person. And so when that when that happens, that affects you no matter who you are. And the, what makes it more severe for military folks is usually there's a couple of conditions. You were there when it happened and you might have even been involved or you've known this person and you you got more than just a face value bond. You got a pretty deep connection with that person because you probably work together every day. You may have even lived in the same barracks room. You know, it might have been your roommate, um, somebody that you uh, just went through a lot of stuff with. And your your bond was like, you know, they, they could have been your cousin or maybe even uh, a half brother or something like that because of how tight y'all become. And so when that person dies, you know, it has a profound effect on you, especially uh, there was a guy who was with a Marine platoon. His entire squad got wiped out, but it was just him that lived because when they went on patrol, 
he was asked to move to a new vehicle. And that's that's literally what happened to me, except in his case, his vehicle that he moved to was not attacked. The vehicle he left was attacked and everybody in that vehicle died, all of them. And, and it was such a huge bomb that it ripped the truck open and everything inside was just parts. So, you know, when, when you see stuff like that, it, it's traumatic. And so for John, you know, my heart goes out to him. I know that's not easy to be a part of, even if you, you know, you're just in the area when it happens, it could still, it can still have an impact on you. And I'm not saying that he's falling apart over there. I don't, I don't know what he's going through, but it'll right. definitely make you think twice. Well, it's fucked up for the people that do it, you know, consequences to shit you leave behind. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's just shitting all over those suicide guys. <laughs> well, you know, it was really even more fucked up than that. Back in the old days, you know, the Catholic Church was like, yeah, your life's going to suck and it's always going to suck. But if you do exactly what we tell you, your life will be good. But if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. So you got to do exactly what we say. There's no other way to do it. And people yeah. fucking believe. Why? Why do you think it is that we abandoned the the fucking you know the guy with the hammer and the and the one eye? Why do we abandon those and then we go for the Catholic? Why do you think they did that? I don't, I don't really get the question. Why did we abandon the guy with the hammer and the one eye? North, the Odin, Thor. Oh, why did we abandon those gods? Um. So, so like a cult of personality really is what it was. You had these people that were very charismatic. Uh, you know, they were talking about how we saw the miracles firsthand. When was the last time you had a miracle performed in your life? Well, I just saw one last week. So my deity is more powerful than yours because it's doing stuff now and yours ain't. Um, and then there, oh, go ahead. There, there was like that show, The Vikings. You remember the, that show, right? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking it, about. You, you do know what I'm talking about or don't? I do, but I never watched it. Okay, so the last episode, you know, their armies were, were got wiped out. And, you know, the, the armies are, are back in that time frame were what mostly spread religion because they would come in and take over a city and then they would establish their way of life in that city. And so when England started wiping out all the Vikings, excuse me, Christianity had already set in their culture. So they're like, well... If there's nobody left to follow the Norse gods, that means everybody's open to our religion and we can just spread it and there won't be any resistance. But, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, Norse mythology is actually in the media have been making a comeback. I, I think it was a couple of years ago. Somebody actually had the first Norse. Uh, what is it? Norse Norse wedding in yeah. like a thousand years. They had an actual Norse priest officiate it and they went through all the rituals and the ceremony and everything a friend of mine at work said that there was a navy guy that had requested a a, a thor symbol or something when when he uh for i guess he had a, he died or something like that and they did it north style they had to do the thor religion the church of thor like actual because i didn't i didn't know thor was a was its own they've had their own branch yeah there's a there's a cult of thor okay i mean I, yeah sure fuck it why not <laughs> saying, like like the aztec like quetzalcoatl the fucking serpent dragon rainbow fucking colors and the guy up in the clouds beating the fucking hammer and throwing lightning down on your ass and you know hercules and all that shit versus the dude in the robe just seems like you know like the indians they're still in the indians are all in that shit with the multi-arm 
fucking blue thing and the and the prince that killed a thousand warriors and all that bullshit. Like they're still drinking that Kool Aid. That's the only one left. Uh, that big one, big one, big one. No, um, because granted, Hindu Indians follow that you know polytheistic religion, but it's also been around for very a long time. And even though England, you know, made India a province for a while, um, India still had its culture, historical culture, and they just kept, you know, propagating that and propagating that and propagating that. And um, I'm sure there's places in like there's Zoroastrianism. Uh, there's people that follow that. There's still Native Americans in uh, parts of uh, the U.S. that still follow their religions. There's still uh, what? Smoke a big peace pipe. I guess. It's now, I've never been there. That ayahuasca? Is that what that shit is? What's the stuff that takes you to the next level? You don't know, man. <laughs> Come to a little pouch. What's that shit called? Why ain't your camera on? Huh? Huh? Why ain't your camera on? Go to, go to grid view. Click on grid view. Uh, I, I'm on grid view. All I see is you riding a horse or some shit. Well, I didn't fucking do that. You well, haven't been on camera this whole time. It's been me. Uh, did you go to choose speaker view? <laughs> Very stimulating episode we're doing right now. Stimulating. It's your yeah your your camera's not on man. Uh, I can see you. I see me. I don't see you. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I, I dad had mentioned um, getting an apartment with me. He he texted me. He was like, I have a couple places in mind. What do you think about getting an apartment? And I said, I can't right now, dad, because I, there it is. The camera's on now. Yeah. Um, I said, I can't right now because uh, I, I really want and this is before you and me had talked. I said, I really want to um, get a space together for mom to come out here one day because there's going to come a time sooner rather than later where she won't be able to live on her own. And dad ended up bringing that up to mom. And uh, he was like, well, uh, Aaron said that you're going blind and he's going to need to get a house with you like here pretty soon. And what do you think about that? <laughs> Dad, <that's, laughs> you're blowing it out of proportion. I'm not saying she's going blind now. Yeah, she's losing her, her eyesight, but I'm talking like a year from now or maybe even two years. You know, mom, mom doesn't need anything just yet. I'm just saying that that's that's my plan. You know, that's I'm thinking long term. Eventually, I'd like mom to be out here so I can be involved with her health care. So she's not getting sick so much. She's not in so much pain. He didn't even care about that stuff. He didn't care that mom's always got something going on with her. That's that's kind of why I want her to come out here so I can get her into the places she needs to get to get the treatment that she needs. We can try some new techniques like yoga and acupuncture and stuff like that. And it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mom doesn't have a good track record with keeping up with her treatments. When she was walking around trying to lose some of the weight and 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 rehabilitate her hip, she did that for like a month, and <laughs> that was it. Well, last time she was in a rehab facility, she just fucking left. They're like, "Hey, you're not, not clear to go." Not that kind of rehab. <laughs> not, not clear to go yet, ma'am. No, I'm 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 going. I'm going to the grocery store. 
man, we can't drive. Well, I'm going to drive. Got in the car and drove off. Fuck it. Yep. Yep. Right, you're gonna I, I, did convince, I did convince her to get uh, the vaccine. Brittany got mad at me about that. It's like, don't be telling mom to get the vaccine. I'm telling mom to get the vaccine. I'm telling her to get it. Yeah. I told the guys the last podcast, you know, I just, all the stories that week. I haven't, I haven't read it now. Don't worry about it anymore. I heard it. I know what you said. And I was just like, ah, shit. And then, um, and then ever since then, I haven't cared. I just go wherever the fuck I want to go now. And I don't worry about it. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's always mom's choice. And I made sure that I told her that mom, you can do whatever you want. If you don't want it, that's your decision. It's just, it's safer for you to get it. You know, people that are unvaccinated are having these horrible symptoms when they do get COVID and, you know, everybody's like, you just need to get it and get over it. That's okay. If that's the mentality you want to have, then get vaccinated so that you're not missing, you know, a week of work or having to go to the hospital for two weeks or, you know, did, what riddle me this when John got it and he had to go to the hospital did he have the vaccine before that? No. Exactly. You see my point there? You so if Dad had the vaccine, we can we can speculate, and I can't say for sure, but we can speculate that he probably wouldn't have had as severe a reaction. Now, John being obese doesn't help. And I'm going to tell you this. People that are obese or uh, over senior citizen age are having the most severe problems. Now that doesn't. There's an exception to every rule, right? There's people that I know that are in their 30s and 40s that are going to the hospital, and some are even dying. So um, you, you just can't you can't tell who, what it's going to do to who. Um, other than that, uh, she was. I understand Brittany and her family are trying to be more of a holistic medicine approach, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there are certain things that you should do, not just to protect yourself, but to protect other people, too. Well, like I said, I, I just I got it because, uh, you know, I was getting tired of all the bullshit and just the cases were going up and we were we're, we're being out more. It's just like, ah, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but then the FDA approved it. So it's like, oh, I don't really have a reason not to do it now. It's not experimental anymore. Thanks to all the fucking guinea pigs that tried out the experimental meds before me. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people in this fucking big beefing universe were. <laughs> the last fucking ones to get it. Yep. Shane, Shane climbed the hill of, of dead bodies to get his I'm, vaccine. He's like, I'm pretty sure I was the last one in the whole county at my job that fucking got it. I'm pretty Oops. sure I'm the last one. Oh, you? Yeah. Yeah, because they all got it back, you know, before it was like a you can only have a certain classification to get it. Like all my employees were getting it, and they're like, "Shane, are you, when are you going?" And I'm like, "I'm not. I'm not doing that." And they're like, well, "No, you got to go." And I'm like, "I know, I'm not doing it." Well, why not? Little stuff. I don't want to fucking deal with. You don't have to get it. I'm going to tell you to get it, but you don't have to. Just because I tell you to do it, that that doesn't do anything to you. You you cannot get it. I'm just going to keep telling you to get it. Like Eddie Serna needs to get it. Yeah, Eddie, he get the, the vaccine, Eddie. He got it. He got it. Yeah. About fucking time. Good for him. Yeah, the only Good. person that's not going to get it is uh, Mr. Black. Mr. Black's really about that bullshit? Come on, man. <laughs> Hardcore about that bullshit. Matter of fact, uh, he actually caught COVID, and now he's got natural immunity, so he's like, fuck it. What do I need it for now? No, it's not natural immunity. You you have a, a tolerance to it. So they're, they're doing these treatments where they take COVID antibodies and put them in your body, your bloodstream, and that helps you get through the sickness faster, but just because you've got some immunity to it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm immune, immune. People are, 
are confusing immunity as in like I will never get it again. That's not the case. Yeah, it's one of those things that we just got to live with for the all time, just like the flu. Just like, you you got to live with it. And you need to vaccinate against the flu because, you know, these viruses, you don't cure viruses. When you get a virus, a virus has to run its course in your body. You treat the symptoms. It's called symptomatic treatment. You treat the, you treat the symptoms to make yourself feel better until it goes away. But if it doesn't go away and it gets worse, there's potential for you to die from it. People die from the flu, and people were talking about that. Well, the flu kills more people, blah, 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 blah. Yes, it does, and that's why you should get vaccinated against the flu. That's why you should get vaccinated against the COVID virus. You know, it's – people are trying to find these loopholes to get out of it because they're it's, – it's become a political objective. They are sick of paying all these people money, and all these people are getting rich off of it. Okay, well – Either they're going to get rich off of it or the hospital is going to get rich off of you for paying those bills or the not the morgue. The funeral home is going to get rich off your fucking coffins and for memorial services. Somebody's getting paid up in this bitch. Somebody's getting paid. Somebody's getting paid. (laughs) Somebody's got to get paid. I need a drink of protein shake. Give me a minute. Get that drink on. Drink. I do got some rum. What you drinking protein for, boy? Protein. What you drinking protein for? Because I'm I'm fat, man. I'm trying to fucking uh, lose weight and build a little bit of muscle. I got this though. It's uh, yeah, 94. Protein. That's Captain Morgan. It's all carbs. Yeah, it's real, well, I'm, I've had it for a day, and, and that's what I drank last night. So that it wasn't a lot. It's probably like it's like two cups. Um, that's uh something I've been wanting to do is uh. Uh, try different different rums. Um, somebody told me that there's this vanilla rum that you can drink with Dr. Pepper, and it's really good. So I'm going to try that next. The magic rum is what started this fucking country. Rum. Rum. This is my uh, – it's not actually a shake. It's just a protein milk drink. It's not even that. It's not muscle milk. Why the fuck would you want to drink milk out of a muscle? It's fucking nasty. You're an idiot. Um, but what was it the other day, man? I, I'm, I'm trying to do anything I can because I got this protein powder and I've never liked protein powder drinks. I've never liked them. They've always like they're real frothy. You know, they're like foamy kind of. And like every time I drink it, that I go back to that jackass episode where they were drinking semen. And I'm like, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like a mental block. I just can't get past. So I've been trying to do stuff with this protein powder I've got, and <laughs> you get a kick out of this. I, I got a, I got a milkshake from Chick Fil A, and it was a, it was a cookies and cream milkshake, and I put the powder in that, <laughs> and it still didn't taste good. <laughs> well, try to make your damn uh, milkshake fucking healthy by jump bump the fucking protein up a hundred goddamn grams. It tasted like shit. Because now you get fucking protein. Well, I, I was just trying to make it taste better, man. I, I just wanted to not taste so bad, but it but, didn't work. You know what would probably work if you dumped? You know how, how much? How many? How much are you taking when you fucking take that shit? <laughs> how much you, you like a, I do huh? one scoop. Huh? One scoop? Huh? <laughs> You take a scoop? Damn, this fucking virtual meeting shit. I take a scoop. I put a scoop in there. 
I bet if you put that in spaghetti sauce, you probably wouldn't notice it. That'd probably be the one thing you could get by with it. Because there's enough garlic and shit in spaghetti. It'll no, I'm not. I'm not trying that. No, no way. That's the no. only way you're going to be able to eat spaghetti if you're trying to do all this. It's got to be larger water by volume. So spaghetti sauce, it's the consistency is way too thick for the the powder to dissolve. So it's just going to like soak up all that grease and fat and, <laughs> and <laughs> tomato sauce is like acidic as hell, man. I've already got acid reflux. I can't do that shit. <laughs> you don't make pasta no more? Uh, no, I still do, but I, I get like these pre-made meals um, that are, you know, supposed know to be. You Taco Bell. Huh? I know you eat Taco Bell. How do you know that? Because you're always talking about eating Taco Bell. I don't always talk about eating Taco Bell. <laughs> well, you, you called me out. I got it last week. <laughs> yeah, I that shit. Fucking. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't go out to eat, but like once a week. Um, you call like, going to Taco Bell, going out to eat. God damn it. Uh, well, I, what I mean by is fast food. I only go for fast food once a week. Last week I made an exception because I went twice a week, but that's because I hadn't done it in like a, a, a few weeks. I'm not. I'm not very consistent with how often I do it, but I, I I try not to do it. You know, back to back weeks. Like every week I'm going and getting fast food. Um, I usually do it when like th this diet that I'm on. You know, the cravings just hit me really hard just to eat something different because I'm eating this shit on a regular basis. You're on a diet. It's not shit I'm used to eating. Um, it's plant based stuff. Excuse me. It's stuff that's. Uh, supposed to be like lower in carbs and so i get carb deprived and uh i'm like fuck man i need to eat something substantial because i'm just i'm hungry <laughs> i want to eat all the time now <laughs> and i'm not i'm not smoking like i used to so i'm, I'm replacing that craving with food and it's just been tough man it's been tough it's like do i do i if, if i'm at the point where i need to either get on that i'm eating all the time wagon where i really need to just like nipple under and not fucking do that because <laughs> the, the last time the last time i tried to do like you know those guys that eat all the time they get really fucking huge i would try to do that i just got fat <laughs> i just put on like 30 pounds and it was like fuck man that was all for nothing <laughs> well those boys are probably eating fucking chemicals too they're probably putting drugs in their body yeah they're well they're 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 they got drugs. a whole they've got a um a personal trainer that breaks it scientifically down for them when you eat, what you're eating at that time, and then what you're doing throughout your day is like planned to a T. You know, they really scientifically break down how to build up muscle in a human body the, at the most efficient level. Like Henry Cavill's got a great uh, regimen. Uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth has a great regimen. But, you know, just like you said, they, they've, they've got personal trainers and the money to devote their lives to that kind of thing and so it's a lifestyle you know it's, it's a lifestyle that needs to have the time and the money to do and without it man it's it's hard it's hard you to do it without you say you eat you sleep when you say you sleep and you shit when we say you sleep yeah exactly <laughs> you got that you motherfucker <laughs> i watched wow. that movie. i watched that movie the other day uh shawshank redemption so did I. I even watched the special features because i wanted to know you know more about it and uh clancy brown the guy who played the the captain he was like, he was telling the director, he's like, so is this guy like a one note guy? Like he just, he's just, he's just an asshole all the time. And he said, well, Red's telling the story. So it's from Red's memory. 
So as far as Red's concerned, yeah, you were an asshole all the time. But that doesn't mean you necessarily were. That's just how he remembers it. Yeah. Something that I, I remember hearing when I was uh, in college is that actors need to be free to make choices. Uh, because that's how you bring the character to life, you know? you got to be able to choose what that character would do in that scenario. And um, like when he uh, – what did he do? When he uh, when he was walking around – and he was drinking beer with the with the inmates. You know, that was probably a character choice to kind of like take a softer tone and not be a shithead, you know, right. kind of treat them as, as men instead of animals. Right. It's a good movie. Yeah, man. It's, it, and it, it stands the test of time, kind of like that movie Friday. I was telling a guy that I work with about that. It's like that movie's over 20-something years old, and it's still fucking funny. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while. But it's it's still funny when you think about that idiot in the pigeon coop sweating his ass off, tripping on LSD. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think social, I think mass streaming movies have kind of ruined the classics for me. Like the only stuff I want to watch is shit I've never seen, or stuff that I haven't seen a lot, like A Clockwork Orange. I've only seen A Clockwork Orange like four or five times, so I fucking want to watch it all the time. But Shawshank Redemption, man, there was a time when that fucking thing first came on TNT. We were watching it every goddamn day. So I got to where I knew line for line what they were going to say. So, yes, it's a good movie, but I had to watch the special features this time around because it's like, well, there's nothing there. There's no, I'm not going to find anything new. Yeah, there's nothing. Everything I've seen all this before. So my, uh, my problem is is that a lot of the stuff that's come out, I'm kind of with you on the, what you just said. I've seen this this stuff so much, but my problem is is that that set the standard for me on what's good television and movies. So if new stuff that comes out that doesn't meet that standard i'm not into it i don't want to watch that i don't think it's going to be any good i don't think i like the script or i don't like the actor or actress they put in the role or um they decided to take it a direction and i didn't want them to go like with the whole uh star wars thing where luke skywalker faded into the force i was like come on man that, that kind of sucked you know yeah, and you know, they fixed it in the mandalorian though so the, my thing with that is, is that I don't want to watch those movies over and over and over. I want to watch what I know is good, like The Green Mile or Forrest Gump or Sling Blade or uh, The Godfather 1 and 2. Um, yeah, I, don't so much. Watch, I don't watch Sling Blade enough to where I could say that because I haven't watched that movie probably in about three or four years. And that movie's so fucking over the top. Like, the damn Dwight Yoakam character, you can find something good about that, I think, every time you fucking watch it. So... Man, I don't think I could say as good as Forrest Gump is. I just don't think it would have the same thing if I sat down and watched it because I saw it so many fucking times. Like you, you just watch that so, movie over and over. If you're just watching it for background noise, then, then yes. And most of the time when I'm watching movies that I've seen before, I'm not watching it to sit down and watch it be like, oh, man, it's like I'm watching it all over again. I'm usually doing something while it's on, uh, like the, the Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings. I watch uh, it so that when I'm doing something, I can be kind of distracted by some of the stuff that I actually like in the movie, like the fight against the Witch King or whatever it was. I did watch the uh, extended version of the director's cut of The Lord of the Rings. It's way fucking better. Way, 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 way better than the theatrical release. Because um, King Theoden's like my favorite character in the whole fucking thing. And his storyline in the extended version is way better. Who's Theoden? Which one uh, is he? Rohan. The leader oh, of the world. Force Rider? Yeah. yeah. King, the, the guy who dies in the third one. Spoilers. It's a 60-year-old fucking novel, but spoilers. God damn it. Yeah. Um, 
People are going to complain. Um, no, uh, which was he? All right. When they lit the fires, he was like, was he the one that said initially, I'm not going to go help them? Was that? Yeah. That but, when, but when they did it, he said, uh, you know, what's his name? Aragon came out and he said, the beacons of Gondor lit. And then he looks at him. He says, then Rohan will answer. Muster the Rohirrim. And then they all get their shit together. Yeah. I remember if, at first he was like, no, I'm not going to go fucking help them. They never helped us. Well, that's what he said. He said, where was Gondor when the enemies were at our door? And then yeah. he was like, you don't have a fucking door if, you know, if you don't do something. <laughs> Listen, everything's going to fucking burn to the ground if you don't do something now. <laughs> and we watched the uh, the animated Lord of the Rings, the uh, the one by Ralph Bashke. Yeah. Well, somebody brought that up at work, man. That really surprised me. Um, this older guy, Frank. Uh, I want to say he's over. He's in his fifties. He he's a nurse where I work, and he, he seems to be a movie buff too. I wouldn't have expected that. Um, but he he brought that one up, and I was like, you know about that? How'd you know about that? I was like, well, hell, man, it came out when I was around. <laughs> yeah, it went up against Star Wars and didn't do that good. Um, uh, I didn't know, uh, man. The second viewing or the viewing as an adult after watching because we watched all the Lord of the Rings. And I was like, well, let's watch the animated version. I want to give this a shot. And then we'll, we'll watch all. We'll watch The Hobbit, the, the Ralph Bashke one, and then we'll watch Return of the King. And because um, the, 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 the Hobbit and Return of the King were done by Ralph Baskin or uh, Bankin Rass. They weren't done by Ralph Bashke. Ralph Bashke was a Disney cartoonist who got fed up with him and quit and started his own company. And he did movies like uh, Fritz the Cat, like grown-up movies, like nasty fucking rated yeah. X. Like Fritz the Cat's kind of like a furry porn type of movie from the 70s. And that's the kind of shit Daniel's into. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Daniel knows about Fritz the Cat. Even Dad was joking the other day. He's like, have you ever watched a thing called Fritz the Cat? And I was like, yeah, man, I've seen that stupid shit. Um, it's kind of fucked up because there's these these characters that are crows and they're like fucking black, 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 black. And they're all like, you know, why are you jiving, fool? Why are you jiving, sucker? You jive, sucker? Oh, like, you mean they're stereotypical is what you're trying to they're say. They're like yeah. super dark crows, uh, like pitch black. Um, anyways, it just the, the cartoon one, the rotoscope. So all the battle scenes suck because it's all that crappy. Roto- all, and and the, they didn't even do rotoscope. They put a curtain up and they had people come out in costumes behind the court curtain and act out the, the fights. And they just used their shadows. It sucks. So the animation, you're only getting close-ups to the faces, and it just, yeah. He, he rushed it. He rushed it too much. Just wasn't that fucking good. The Bacon Rass one's okay because it's got the stupid little kid songs and shit, you know, where there's a whip, there's a way, where there's a whip, there's a way. Remember that shit? Why'd you have to sing it, man? I know the goddamn song. <laughs> We've only talked about it for 15 years now. <laughs> Catchy little jingles. See, Sarah doesn't like those movies because her stepmom bought her one of those as a birthday gift because she thought, I was like, oh, they, they're kind of like into nerdy stuff, so I'll buy them The Hobbit. That's a, little, that's a fun little kid's thing. And she was like, oh, that's a stupid movie. So she didn't like it because she didn't like her stepmom. But I'm like, oh, we, we had the exact opposite. We liked that movie. Yeah. Watched it all the time. See, you, you gotta you gotta disassociate that that personal opinion when it comes to movies because the that, that movie has nothing to do with the people in your life. It's just a movie. <laughs> if it's if it's not a good movie, then just say that. It's not a good movie. 
So I was telling somebody um, that Frank, that same guy, uh, that's what kind of made me think that he was a movie buff because he actually heard my recommendation to watch a funny movie and he watched it. It was um, Strange Wilderness. And he, he went and watched it and he said, man, I couldn't finish it because it's so it's such a terrible movie. But it was funny. <laughs> that one with the guy from Robot Chicken? Uh, no, it's got the Adam Sandler guys in it. Um, I'm Peter, thinking about Peter Without Ray. a Paddle. What? I was thinking about Without a Paddle. No, that's Without a Paddle, yeah. that's That's got those guys in it. But this one has uh, Peter Dante, Steve Zahn, or Zahn, or whatever. And they find Bigfoot. And I was telling him about that, and he, he started reading about it online because, you know, it really piqued his interest. And he was like, they found Bigfoot, and they shot him. And then he comes to me, and he's like, you didn't tell me that they fucking unloaded every automatic weapon they had on him. They shot the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, MAC-10s and fucking pistols, and just the Bigfoot came crawling out of his cave. Spoiler alert. Bigfoot came crawling out of his cave, and he's like, huh, what's going on? And he's like, oh, fuck, and they just shoot the shit out of him. <laughs> They're so scared. <laughs> they thought Bigfoot was gonna attack, and he was just like confused. What's happening here? <laughs> they filled him full of bullet holes and killed his ass. <laughs> you should have gone and watched uh, Joe Dirt. They've all seen that. Big Lebowski. Yeah, they've seen that one too. Saturday nights. Yeah, actually, this guy I work with, Juan, he um, he's really big on quote movies too. He's He's uh, like, I don't know, eight or nine years older than me. So he's seen a lot of the same stuff I've seen because he's watched so many movies. Juan, uh, we call Juan the most interesting man in Temple because he's been everywhere. He's been to Africa, South America, Central America, overseas in the Middle East, Europe. You know, he's met. Uh, he met. Was it Steve Zahn? He did meet Steve Zahn. Yeah, he met Steve Zahn. He met uh, he met a couple other celebrities. Um. I met Bill Clinton. So what the fuck does that make me? Most interesting man in Kearns? Well, you're not the only one that has. Well, in Kearns. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I've told that story, and I wish Jake was on here. He'd probably tell it better. But oh, was Jake was there? Yeah, the whole fucking town was there, man. Everybody was there. I they, remember somebody picked me up on their shoulders, and I could kind of see this people yeah. standing that was all I remember. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, at the whole fucking town. And while we're all standing there, I think I think Doughboy got kissed by Hillary, and I think he passed out, or Tipper. One of them kissed him, and he passed out. He fainted. And while the commotion was going, the whole fuck. I'm not lying. On Highway 31, and Jake can tell the story way better than me. But the whole fucking town was a food ride, wasn't it? Right in front of the food ride, right there. And I, while we were all there. Fucking Josh Crawford ran into the Hilliard drugstore and like started loading up bags full of candy and just loading up fucking candy. Ran out that bitch with fucking sa Jacob said he saw him running out with his sacks full like candy was spilling out of his sack. He had so much fucking candy. <laughs> uh, and then he got kind of pissed because then he remembered that we were doing the school elections. And we had to say who all we voted for. And I was the only fucking person that voted for Ross Perot. Everybody else voted either Bush or Clinton. And I voted for Ross Perot. <laughs> You've always, you, I mean, ever since you were, <laughs> you've always gone against the grain. <laughs> Everybody's doing one thing. You're like, nah, fuck them. I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm going this way. Y'all can all have fun with that. 
I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to ruin your plan. You you wanted everybody yeah, to vote. Fucked up, fucked up the vote. Like it could have been a, it could have been a tie. <laughs> nope. So much for that plan. <laughs> but yeah, now uh, anyways, the opportunity knocks. You got to fucking take it. Um. So what? Uh, do you got Netflix? I have Amazon. Okay. Did you watch The Boys yet? We talked about that. Yeah. If you like Suicide Squad, you would like The Boys. I've watched it. Oh, you saw it all the way through? What do you think about that chick with the super strong vagina? That dude was eating her out. And she clenched his fucking face in half. Yeah, that was, that was bad. That, that's what I'm noticing uh, over like the past, you know, decade or so. Movies have got, or movies and TV have gotten a lot more gruesome and gross. Well, um, it can't be any worse than fucking RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that was, that was nasty. That was nasty and gross. Yeah, that was. And then him getting shot up for like five Alex minutes. Murphy, like when I, yeah. when I wanted to sell that shit to Nico and them, Sarah was like, fast forward it. And I was like, I watched this shit when I was six. And she's like, they can't watch that. I'm like, no, it's fine. I, like Roger was in the room. And I was like, no, we're going to watch RoboCop. I want to see RoboCop. And she's like, he don't need to see this part. Like, God damn it. <laughs> He's not going to know where he comes from if he don't see what happens. There's, there's some traditions, man, that you just need to let die. <laughs> What's well, like, mom was cool with us watching uh, fucking Predator 2. Hellraiser? With the, with the cocaine and the fucking, and the dude's well, head she, decapitated. But the, when the they had the second scene, that's when she got pissed. She got yeah, pissed at the second Yeah, the very <laughs> opening of it's this woman, like, just screaming. She's getting fucked up on this, like, big apartment building. And like just yelling, just ah, 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 you know. Mad about this. <laughs> like, turn that off, fast forward it. And I was like, that's that's not going to be in the rest of the movie. And, and you don't even see her fucking; you just hear her screaming. And like, you might get like a shot of her, but um. And then she got pissed and Conan the Barbarian because uh, there's this one chick that shows her tit when you know they're giving Conan all the slave girls to try to give him offspring. No man, she she let us watch. She let us watch anything that we wanted. And I don't know what inspired me or drew me to watch this hell, not Hellraiser, um, Nightmare on Elm Street one. It was either two or three. I'm thinking she it was two. Warriors. She had when the kids were, they had superpowers and shit in the dreams. Well, I, I know one of them, man. I'm never going to forget it as long as I live. Fucking uh, Freddy Krueger, because I had a nightmare about Freddy after watching that movie. He comes, he, he becomes the carpet and his head takes this giant shape. And he starts like trying to eat this woman. He starts at her feet and he's working his way up to her torso. And then there was another scene where like the nurse is working on this guy and she's hot and she's like taking his clothes off and licking him and stuff. And then the next thing you know, the floor fucking opens up, the bed drops down and these tongues, instead of leather straps, restraints, these tongues wrap themselves around his wrist and restrain his ass. And it's like, he's in hell. (laughs) up with this <laughs> you know she didn't like friday though all that drugs and cussing because you know yeah. every other word is fuck or goddamn that well i turn that off yeah that was bad that was bad yeah my mom tried but she didn't try very hard <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know all these kids now we got to watch fucking uh you know i mean the boys they watch he-man but now they're watching uh you know, the little stupid kid songs and shit, and the ants go marching one by one and all that. But it's fun. 
I, I've been I keep I tell as many people as I can the story of mom trying to spank Brittany with that shitty belt that you had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't equate when you're trying to tell it. Because the, you just can't sell the visual enough of mom cranking her shoulder out of socket, trying to spank Brittany's ass. <laughs> oh, man, the other day, we're in the truck, and I'm backing up. And Roger's like, I'll help you, Dad. And he fucking hits my gear shift. And I was like, Roger, don't ever fucking touch that again. He's like, oh. <laughs> Why are you unloading on your kids, dude? <laughs> because if I, dad, my dad was standing outside the fucking truck. And and if I'm hitting the gas trying to back up and Roger changed the fucking shift, <laughs> you know, running somebody over, I'm causing property damage. Uh, I don't know what it is, man, but you've been, you've been snapping a lot more recently. <laughs> so are you are you having any COVID uh, symptoms? Like, is your brain getting slower? Is it harder to breathe? Or um, it was. It was tough for a while, man. Um, I'm still kind of tired. It's hard for me to, to to wake up and be energized, you know, to wake up and go. I just want to lay in bed and um, catching my breath. Like I've been going to the gym here and it's it's really taking the wind out of my cells, man. I'm, I'm having to drink pre-workout during the workout just to keep keep it going. And um, that that was tough. And the weakness, the weakness really caught me off guard. Uh, guy I work with ended up catching it and he was describing how the weakness hit him. He was like trying to piss and stuff. He's like spraying pee all over because he can't really fucking, he's wobbly. And, um, you know, I, I felt that too because I ordered this pizza and uh, this was like the, the first day of being being quarantined. I had a contactless delivery. I get it and I eat some of it and I put it in the oven. And so I'm going to get it later and I'm holding my phone in one hand and the box of pizza in the other. And as I'm picking the pizza box up, it just falls right out of my hand. <laughs> Why didn't you eat it all at the one time? Well, it was a big ass fucking pizza. I can't eat all that shit at once. I'm sick. <laughs> uh, have you seen uh, Jamie since then? Uh, she's been gone for about a month now. Uh, she's got an interview lined up for tomorrow with a firm down there. Um, I don't know. She's also entertaining this uh, remote type of work but it's it's like nothing's really panning out right now uh she's got some opportunities but there's like no real offers yet so she's working on that uh she's been um setting up some stuff with her her gynecologist she's got to iron some stuff out there she's got pcos we were talking about that the last time i was there polycystic ovary syndrome yeah i know uh, what it is damn it so apparently oh okay all right. Uh, so, you know, the signs and symptoms of polycystic ovary syndrome um, right. can include what? Go ahead. Fucking tell us, Doc. So, yeah. So it can include uh, intermittent discharge that's bloody, but also has tissue in it. And so she's been having that where um, it's concerning her that it's actually causing some damage. So she's trying to get all that fixed up. Uh, I'm sure she appreciates you telling everybody in the fucking world that she's got fucking ovaries bleeding out everywhere. Yeah, it's bad. But look, I mean, this can this can sterilize you. This can cause you to not have children. And so if that happens, she's out the picture because you're wanting to have kids. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I do want kids, but I also want to use this as a public service announcement. If you think you may have PCOS, please go see your doctor before it becomes life changing. Um, 
but for her, you know, she's still, she's had, you know, all these different uh, hormonal problems, chemical problems. So trying to balance those out with medications, you know, has been her struggle. That's where she's really struggling because, uh, and this is, this is something that is the exception to the rule, but you really need to pay attention to this. When your doctor's not listening to you, you really need to be your own advocate because no one else is going to do it for you. And for her, people kept telling her, well, you're diabetic, you're diabetic, you're diabetic. You need to change your eating habits. But she legitimately had one, an allergy to wheat, two, an allergy to gluten, and three, a chemical imbalance in her hormone system. And so sugar was not her problem, but that's what the doctors were telling her. You need to lower your sugar intake. You need to stop eating these sweets and that sweets. Now, she does drink a lot of sweet fucking tea. Her whole family does. But other than that, um, you know, you, you really have to stand up and say, I want something different. What we've been doing ain't working. And that's what's been going on with her for like the last 10 years. You like that sweet tea? I hate sweet tea. I hate cold tea. I like hot. I, I'm kind of backwards. I like my coffee cold and my tea hot. The fuck? How do you like your soda? Soda. <laughs> you like a cold, motherfucker? All right. <laughs> it's just soda, man. I'll just drink it. I don't give a damn. Mom used to always bitch at me because I'd get her a soda that I think was cold enough to drink, and she's like, it's not cold. <laughs> just shut up and drink it, man. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you guys will do real good staying together. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, dude. I mean, uh, I've been trying to find a way out of the relationship for a while. And um, I mean, there's, there's just never a good time to do that. So you're, I, not I'm, doing it. Huh? you're not doing it. I'm, I'm trying to find the right opportunity, uh, you know, because we we have some very, very different opinions, especially when it comes to politics. And she's a very political person. I try to keep that stuff to myself because I don't really think that I'm going to have an impact. Of course, I vote and, you know, I follow that kind of thing, but I, I just don't really feel like my interests are represented. And she's uh, more of a traditional conservative Republican style politician. And that's just that doesn't represent me or what I think is important for American society. And she's you know, she's all about protecting industry and state keeping in the oil business and, and promoting that and. Um, cutting, you know, property taxes and stuff like that and stop giving handouts and all that other stuff. And, you know, she's, she's just very rigid. And it's like, I keep having these conversations with her and it feels like she's talking down to me. <laughs> or it feels like, uh, you know, she's coming from a, a, a tier of life that I didn't grow up with. And so I just don't see it the way that she sees it. You know, they, they always had uh nice food to eat growing up they always had things that they wanted they never really were hurting for money their house was always nice um you know they were able to travel and do all these things that required money because they always had money uh and you know we we didn't have that growing up we didn't always have nice things i mean our hell i remember playing baseball with the fucking leg of a chair from a kitchen table that we broke off <laughs> whatever it takes son yeah. So, you know, it's just we just come from very different backgrounds and she's she's a bit of a princess. Um, it's like if it's not my way, I'm going to throw a fit. And that's hard. For, I, I don't like that. Like I got to work with people like that, where if it's not their way, they're they're not going to be involved with it. Um, they won't people won't clean up patients after they have an accident, whether it's urine or feces. 
And you can't leave patients in that, man, because it starts to damage their skin. And it just makes a whole mess of a situation. And there's literally, there was this one lady I was talking to. I said, are you, are you kind of a princess? She says, yes, I'm totally a princess. I got no problem admitting it. And I'm like, God damn it, man. You know, that's not the attitude you need if you're in an emergency healthcare setting. So it's, it's just gives us, I'm getting exposed to her behavior a lot outside of her, and it makes putting up with her behavior more difficult because I'm getting so much of it. So are you dating anybody else? No. Man, I did that once. I'm not doing that again. You're not even talking to nobody? No, man. No, 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 no. That is that is way too risky, and I'm not about to, to go down that road again, especially with the type of family she has, you know. Not to mention it's just wrong to do, but she's um, she's got very vengeful relatives, and I'm, I'm not trying to start no drama with any of them. It's going to be hard enough to dump her. When are you going to do that? Never? I, I said I'm waiting for the right time, man. I'm just it's waiting. It's not going to be the right time. You're just going to get her married. You're just going to marry her. I can't, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> end up dumping you, I guess. Huh? She'll end up dumping you. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so if, she called you right, if she called you right now and said, Aaron, it's off, you'd, be, you'd say, I'm fine with that. Click. I'd say, well, you know, I appreciate you giving me all the opportunities that you did. And um, this has been a very great experience for me. But I think you're right. I think we need to see other people. What the fuck? Who talks like that? This has been a great experience for me. Me. All it's my a diplomatic is- approach, man. I'm not about to just dump and shit on all over her. She's yeah. very self-conscious. All my breakups have been bitter and fucking vengeful. Because you're, you're a bitter and vengeful person. <laughs> I, I I try not to like spew that shit out. I try to keep it in here, you know. And I, and the only time I let I ventilate when I vent, it's in my car where nobody else can hear me. <laughs> It's like that scene in The Big Lebowski when he's really happy and he's hitting his roof, getting high. Yeah. Well, he's also smoking weed, too, so getting high. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting, man. I, I did a interview with Channel 10 News over in Waco. Uh, me and a couple other guys, uh, they were asking us about our feelings with the way things are going in Afghanistan. Um, they Is it on had, TV? Did they get it on TV? It's going to be on TV. When? September 9th, I think. You throw, did, you plug, did you plug the Big Beefing Show? We'll talk about it more on my podcast. No, I did not. No, I did not bring that up. <laughs> Hashtag Big Beefing. You couldn't have fucking like, thrown up a card in the background? Have, have a shirt that says Big Beefing on it? The, the, the opportunity is already passed, man. So <laughs> if they extend an opportunity to come back and talk some more then maybe I'll wear a shirt or something. If you guys want to know more about my opinion, follow me at Big Beefing. No, well, no. Um, they get on here and they listen to this shit. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was me and there was one guy who was a paratrooper. Uh, he was with the 82nd Airborne. He was over there. And then there was another guy who was a Marine. Uh, so you had the Navy, the Marines, and the Army, all three represented. Um, excuse me. But, you know, we, we were just – we were just kind of repeating the, the same interpretation. Well, not the same interpretations, different interpretations of the same emotions we were feeling because, you know, all that money just got pissed away and all that uh, equipment got taken. And, you know, I think they said it was over 80 billion dollars worth of stuff, a billion worth of dollars 
excuse me, $80 billion worth of equipment was left over there. And I was, I was said it on TV. It's like, man, my experience, if I lost something that was serialized, like a weapon or a pair of NVGs or some other equipment, I'd get my butt chewed up six ways from Sunday. But they left billions of dollars of equipment over there and nobody's being held accountable. These are taxpayer dollars and it affects everybody. You know, it affects the wealthy more differently because they've got, you know, incoming streams of revenue. But for the poor that get taxed and this money just gets pissed away, you know, that's that's their tax dollars that just got sent down the drain. I mean, what what do you tell those people? Maybe the Afghans will be, hey, thanks for all the stuff. We like you guys. Yeah. Just and, you know, that, that's exactly that's that's exactly what's kind of happening here. Um, they took a picture. You know how the Marines and that Navy corpsman raised the flag in Iwo Jima? They raised it all up. You see, like, there's six guys there. They did the same thing with the Taliban flag where they all got together, but they were wearing American gear when they did that. That that was like a kick in the teeth, man. That hurt. When I saw that, that that hurt pretty good. Well, maybe next time some fucker wants to go to war, they'll actually come up with a goddamn plan on what they want to do. <laughs> you know, I think the the thing that killed us the most was the spending. Um, they spent like four hundred billion on that F thirty five project, and that thing's still not even flawless. It still has way too many design flaws, and. They spend and spend and spend. I mean, I, I talked about that on my podcast about uh, the ways that they just shelled out money. You know, it was like a big piece of pie and everybody took, a, you know, a, a cut of it. And um, it was just didn't the eight hundred million dollar cash pallet just end up disappearing. Like nobody knows where the fuck it went. You heard about that. <laughs> but I tell you what's something that's cool. And this is something that I've been kind of like trying to put out there in the open. Uh, a group of veterans came together and went over there to Afghanistan and were running secret operations to try to get locals out of that airport. It was around 600 people that they ended up rescuing. They called it the Pineapple Express operation. And what they did is the people that were um, American friendly, they would have a cell phone or they would know the secret code. The secret code was a pineapple. And if they could you know, show that somehow to American forces, then they knew those were friendlies and they would get those people out of there. And they did that. They got over 600 people out, man. Well, that shit ain't going to happen no more. Bombs went off. Huh? That shit ain't going to happen no more. Well, yeah, and so that's that's where I'm at. You need to get these people that have the experience and the, the, the means to go into some sort of private endeavor, whether it's a business or on their own dime, to these places that have these dangerous men, and you can take them out with those guys, so like the cartels. You can get these veterans that have, you know, special operations experience or they were parachute jumpers or they were advanced infantry or, you know, Navy SEALs or even Marines or an Army, just our Army Rangers even. Uh, the, those are high speed guys, too. You can put those guys that are veterans of those cultures and say, all right, we are going to, you know, green light you to go into these areas and find these bad guys and do what you got to do to get rid of them. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, the. Huh? Oh, you want to go do that? You want to go over there? I'm not in shape to do that, man. Uh, my knee is, I mean, I, I can't run for shit no more. My, my knee's too fucked up. But, you know, it's its a good idea, and we just saw proof of that. We just saw evidence. We just saw proof of concept with these guys that went into Afghanistan and were running these operations. Because military orders, you got to follow rules of engagement. You've got to worry about political boundaries. You've got to worry about upsetting the local population. But if it's just a group of guys— 
that aren't representing anybody but themselves, they can do whatever the fuck they want. So private civilians are more effective than our special forces. I'm not saying that. That's I'm what Steve said. They said it more, I'm saying they're more versatile. I'm saying they're more versatile. More versatile than the fucking Navy SEALs? Navy SEALs have restrictions. There's certain things they can't do. So uh, let me give you a for instance. If I was working under my own dime over there operating, and let's say I came across a dude that was in the, the, uh, the Taliban forces, and uh, he was in a village. And I wanted to go after him. I could just go after him. Navy SEALs got to confirm his identity. They got to make sure there's no civilian collateral damage in the area. They've got to make sure that there's no friendly assets that they're going to get involved. And if they are involved, they have to let them take control because it's their territory. But if it's just me and a squad of guys, well, no. It's also, back. It's also uh, a crime. So anyway. It's also illegal. Uh, not if you're, you know, got the green light from the local government. The Taliban are going to approve motherfuckers to go in there and do that shit? Uh, Amit Karzai, I'm pretty sure he was okay with those guys going in there because he was literally having to flee the capital city of the country to get away from Taliban. He ain't running the show no more. But that's the thing is that you want him to get back into power. So you sit there and you work with him and say, hey, if you let us do these things, we'll get rid of these guys and you can go back into having control of the government again. Okay, yeah, sure. Do what you got to do. That easy. It ain't happening. No, it's not happening. But I mean, that we just saw somewhat of a proof of concept with these guys that are, you know, private citizens going out there and doing these operations. You just Fox, saw proof. Fox News said the people didn't want it because they were they were pushing the feminism agenda down their throats. And that's why the people <laughs> let let the Taliban come back over because they're like, ah, oh, we don't like all this feminism bullshit. We like our women under control. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is uh, Taliban is a really big on. Uh, suppressing a lot of women's rights um you know the they, they're trying to change their tune now so that they can get some more like global recognition and support but for the longest time they're like we're not going to teach our women how to read we're not going to teach them how to write we're not going to let them go to school uh you know they'll teach them to read the quran so that they can read the quran but that's it like that's mm -hmm. the only literature you're ever going to need in your life oh well Fuck it. The place will be gone in 30 years because of global warming. We shouldn't have been over there in the first place. So there you go. It's all over. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It changes every fucking 100 years anyway. So. Well, we're going to wrap this one up, boy. It's been an hour. Dang. An hour of big beefing. And you didn't mention this on your goddamn news appearance. No. Next time I get on the news, I'll say it. I'll have it in the background. It's your show. It's our show, motherfucker. <laughs> show me these action figures you got. Which one are you wanting to see? Just kind of pan around a little bit. You mean? Oh, I got this new one. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Just, I'm just telling you to pan a little bit so I can see some of your stuff that's on the shelf. The Phantom. Uh, oh, I got, uh, I got Beachhead. Uh, let me show you. Yeah, you sent that in the chat. I know about that one already. Uh, he comes with a... Uh, all right. So he comes like this. And he comes with a little uh, a beret. Yeah. I dropped it. Uh, let's see. I got, I I got Gung Ho. 
I can tell you what I got. What you got? I got this dick. <laughs> well, apparently not. If your girl ain't been up there for a uh, for a month, you ain't got shit. That's all I've got is this dick. I ain't got anything else. <laughs> You're handyman. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Oh, that's some pro wrestlers. But you wouldn't know any of them. You don't watch pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you turn it on every time we fucking go over there to visit. Hey, y'all watch this. And nobody wants to watch it. <laughs> oh. Oh. I got the uh, the movie. Yeah, I didn't like the way that they did Dark Side and the Snyder Cut. I didn't like it. They they did more of like a a spectral cosmic voice. And the voice I've always thought of with with Dark Side is more like a menacing, deep, but not like they, they put some sort of effect on it. And I, I just wasn't with that. It just wasn't like Thanos had a, a nice, even unaltered voice. It was just Josh Brolin. And they could have done that with Dark Side and that would have been acceptable to me. But with the way they did it, I didn't like it. All right, boy. Well, have a good night. Bye.